0: Here we are, born to be kings, we're the princes of the universe, the rulers of South America and the court jesters of podcasting. We're talking Highlander and south of the border, so Puede Haber Solo Uno, Have You Seen. Hello internet, welcome once again to the Have You Seen Podcast Submersible, this is episode 52. Um... I i can't think of an intro for myself this week. Jesus, have you carried on? Like, oh, being... no, no, I'm determined to be better than last week when I just yeah. complete. My brain died horrifically <laughs> at two thirds of the way into the show. Um, I am Kieran Mental Deficiencies Laforte <laughs> yeah. and I don't know what Tom is, but that's Tom Webb. Hello. Um, uh, And you join us for another exciting episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As we talk about what we're we talking about, South of the Border, yeah. which is Oliver Stone's documentary on... Hugo Chavez. Chavez.
1: Yep. Amongst other people.
0: And yes, some other, but mostly him. Mostly him, yeah. Uh, and uh, 80s sword-wielding classic <laughs> Highlander, which I can't believe Tom hadn't seen. Yeah. So what, what are we going to do them in? I think we should start with
1: South of the Border. Okie dokie. Because um, we'll probably talk less about that than we will Highlander. Okie dokie. I, I would think. Um, I'll recap it very yes, quickly. Yes, there's a good idea. Um, basically... Uh, This is a documentary made in 2009, and um, Hugo Chavez was kind of always portrayed, particularly in the US media, as being a ruthless dictator and, you know, just outright bastard. Yeah, it just kind of, and it basically came down to the fact that he had huge amounts of oil and the US were jealous of it. Um, uh, So uh, Oliver Stone kind of went to try and balance the books a bit and, and give Chavez an opportunity to. Uh, kind of give an argument, a counter argument to all the crazy Fox News uh, pieces that were were being broadcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And in doing so, he also goes to Argentina and Bolivia and Ecuador and and speaks to all of their leaders because they're starting to follow the similar kind of path as Chavez in this kind of left socialist dictator kind of...
0: It's kind of odd. What I said last week was vote for your own dictator. It is, yeah. And it, it, it... For
1: for me, I mean, the only reason I pitched this to you was simply because Hugo Chavez uh, uh, died recently, yeah, and and it's probably going to be quite have quite an impact in that region, I think. Mm.
0: Um, I don't think my review will have an impact in that region. No, probably not very much.
1: Um, But he, it's I kind of found it quite interesting that um, it seems to be that in South America that there's a very particular way of governing that seems to work, Mm. uh, and the US really don't understand. All like it, all like it, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of kind of interference and Mm. needling, and you know, and I think a lot of it is, and I think the the British are very much guilty of this as well with imperialism, where Mm. we went and you know took huge swathes of Africa and India and kind of tried to, you know, like the Raj, for example, in India, where we, you know, everyone was, yeah, you know, having high tea and what have you. It's 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 almost like the America is doing that now, but badly or even worse than we did it. Mm. Um, probably a bit less bloodshed. Yes. Um, but yes, anyway, what did you think but of it?
0: They're unlikely to enjoy curry as much as we do. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good thing to come out of the rush, right? Yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got curry. Yeah. Um, for the first time, mm. I think, I've been left not knowing what to think about the subject or the film.
1: Okay, that's interesting.
0: Because, I mean, like I said
1: last week, Chavez is one of those people, no one's really quite sure, was he a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah. And people seem to want to pigeonhole him,
0: and well, it, no one really seems to know. Mainstream American media? A media? Yeah. Media yeah. seems to want to to make him the bad guy. Mm, absolutely. And I don't think Stone's documentary is quite as balanced as it seems to think it is.
1: No, I think it's I think it's trying to be kind of a counter argument almost. Yeah. Rather than being really, bad. I mean, they do kind of cover the the shady side of, China's, yeah, but not. As America much.
0: is kind of the mainstream. America is kind of like the fat kid at one end of the seesaw, yeah, and Oliver Stone <laughs> is the thin kid at the other end, jumping up and down exactly. trying to yeah. trying to make everything balance out a bit. Yeah, and I don't know how entirely successful it is. No, because it does come across as pushing a political agenda right from the beginning. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the the opening Fox News clip nearly had me oh, smashing amazing, my head on the coffee it? table. All of those clips reminded me just how much I hate American news coverage. Yeah. When I go there, I find any way possible to find the BBC.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I it, my mind absolutely boggles when
0: oh fucking
1: hell. I just could not believe the things they were saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's one bit in the middle. I can't remember who they're talking about. It might be the guy from might be the guy from Ecuador. Is it Ecuador? maybe it's one of the smaller ones like Nicaragua or Guatemala or something like that and they're, they're, he's talking away and, and he kind of offhandedly says, oh and of course he's a child molester yes. and then he just carries on his own yes. like, Yeah. what? That's completely, you know, unfounded and it, it just,
0: wow where did that come Some from? Some time ago when would it have been? 2005 uh, I was in Australia yeah. and um, hanging out mostly with a bunch of American journalists and they'd found uh the BBC News, BBC News 24, as it was then, mm. on the TV in right. in the Sydney hotel rooms, yeah. uh, and they were talking because I was like the only Brit. They were talking yeah. to me about it, and they're like, "I can't believe your news coverage." They're like, "You actually get news?" Yeah. So like, how do how do I get this in America?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, that's one of the most fascinating things about this film is just those clips. Yeah, and just you know, how do you
0: how can you get away with exactly? That stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and it's I'm just that uh, that's kind of why I d- d- all news has an agenda of some kind. Yeah. However, the BBC are mm. duty bound by their own charter and mm. by law and government, yeah, to be neutral. Yes. Yeah, yeah. To essentially not present yeah. an opinion. No, they do. They do, but Tune into Sky News. I know. It's, yeah, and, absolutely. Well, that's yeah, so, that's Fox. That's Fox, exactly. Yeah. Or even even ITV News or yeah. Channel Five News, and it's yeah. very different.
1: Yeah, I know. There's. I I think. Um. I I think the the it's less noticeable on the BBC, but they do use. They're they're very clever with their language, mm. and you can tell that things are written to not sound a certain way but make you feel a certain way maybe uh not i mean uh, but it's a lot more subtle
0: i, th- I it's think it's done in a broadsheet way than a more exactly. than a tabloid way yeah, yeah 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 um should talk about the film really yeah no sorry um, okay. i had i have to say i had problems concentrating right the first half is essentially a history lesson yeah that's just archive footage yeah yeah. Um. And that's heavy going. It's it is really dense. Yeah, yeah. And I understand why it needs to be there to set it up before you get Absolutely, to Chavez. Yeah. Um. The second half is con- hard to concentrate on because of the. It's Oliver Stone who shoots and cuts ridiculously fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have to how say, how many cameras does he need in one
1: interview? I know. And I, I did one And he uses all of them. Yeah. Although I did start. Is there another crew there as well, getting a photo op, or is this you know?
0: I, and I just. I yeah, think it was it, all of yeah, I think crew. It was, yeah. Um. So there's that and there's the constant yammering of translators in the background. Yeah.
1: Which I guess they can't avoid because I assume that the time with the with the president it's is limited, very, yeah. very
0: limited. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, so I found yeah. it I found it quite hard to focus on what was going on.
1: Yeah, there were things when I watched it a second time, there were things I picked up on I had missed the first right. time which would have just well, been. Well they also of I was that, trying yeah. to write notes in the middle exactly, of the subtitled yeah. Yeah, yeah, a subtitled documentary with a translator yeah. jabbering
0: in one ear. Um yeah. I mostly just have lots of short notes. I did it's enjoy like- it. the first time you see Chavez, like in a quote unquote live shot. Right. Um, he's showing Oliver Stone a painting, and yeah. Stone just grabs him yeah, and nice. manhandles him <laughs> yeah. into place. Not, absolutely. Mr. President, please move over a bit. No. he just no. grabs like the leader of yeah. a nation and moves him where he wants him to yeah. be on yeah. camera in the middle of a soundbite. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, a bit and there's like- no attempt to edit it or
1: No, 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 it. no not at all. I quite, that's what I quite like about Stone's yeah. style. Is it's very natural. There's a bit later on where he starts directing him. To mm. r- riding this bike. Yeah. And he oh, falls yeah. off it and breaks I, it.
0: I wrote that. It's like Oliver Stone has the incumbent has the incumbent president of a nation riding a BMX around a yeah. garden. And then also he plays uh, he plays football with well, Ever Morales. Later, he does, yeah, he? yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um I also liked Oliver Stone completely failing to understand the instructions on how to hold a leaf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what don't know, don't know that bit. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favourite bits is
1: his you can tell that Chavez has got quite a wicked sense of humour. Yes,
0: um, yes. Part of me—he like, well, completely the, deadpans the gag about yeah. building Iran's nuclear bomb. Absolutely. And Stone, you can tell Stone for a second isn't sure if he believes him yeah. or not. He,
1: like there's that moment where he's just like because they're walking out. They're walking up to some kind of grain processing plant yeah, aren't they and it's right. this huge they, they, concrete they building flour, yeah. yeah it's a huge concrete building it looks yeah. very industrial and Chavez just he says and of course this is where we're building Iran's nuclear bomb <laughs> and Stone's face is just like a picture he says Hugo you can't you can't joke about you don't make that joke you can't joke about that yeah yeah which I thought was quite funny and then I did start to wonder you, there's a little montage of Chavez you know Chavez with Saddam Hussein Chavez yeah. with uh, Muhammad Dinejad and yeah. uh, Chavez with uh, Gaddafi yeah. I was like did he just do that to piss off the Americans probably because I,
0: I I kind of almost get the point that he might have done well he, <laughs> he may well have done he just come out with a great line you are a donkey Mr. Bush yeah Absolutely, um, and then he's when he's in the United Nations, I still smells of sulphur, sulfur and the yeah. devil was standing
1: here. Yeah, and it's, kind of, it's that. I think it kind of shows a bit of. It's a bit more personality from the politicians that you are not We're not used to, Mm. really. And a bit more freedom to say what they want. And I think that's part of the problem the US has in understanding, is that there's a lot of passion and feeling and things that there. And it's not about saying the right thing at the right time. It's not about reading the Mm. right words off the auto queue. It's about tapping into the feeling of the people that want
0: it. I think what the US media and um, politicians' government don't like about the way these people came to power mm. is they were voted in by the poor, not the rich.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and again, it's also what, what becomes very, very apparent is that the, all of the oppositions are the people with the corporations that are yes. in, the, in the laps of yeah. the U S or the British or whoever, mm. whether it's OPEC or whatever. Yeah. And, and they're the people, you know, and it's quite clear. It's quite clear at one point that, that, you know, the Americans try to oust Chavez and put
0: in their, yeah, yeah, US
1: friendly government and it and they're fails. Stopped, they're
0: stopped because the army go. Well, actually, we we, we quite it, like, like him, him. <laughs> yeah. or we're sending a helicopter to go and rescue him from the island you've put him yeah, on. Yeah,
1: one of my favourite ones was the guy from Ecuador when the US are just like we we want to we're
0: going to build yeah, a, yeah. We're going to um, build a military base. You've got you've got the country. I got his name, Korea Yeah, Korea, Korea, yeah, country, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were going to build a military base.
1: okay if you are going to build one in Manila? Then I am going to build one in. No, not going to build one in Manila. That's the Philippines. Yeah, not Manila. Was it? Where is it? I can't remember. I can Going with them? Definitely going with them. So if you're going to build one here, then I'm this going to build one. the in- geography section of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to build one in Miami. Yeah. And they're like,
0: no. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's wall. Fair. That one sounds then. fair to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I have two uh, final notes. Right. I think, well, actually my, uh, the thing I wrote at the very end, which would kind of relates to the style is I feel bombarded.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I think a pretty, you're right. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's not easy going and no. it's pretty relentless. Mm. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, and it kind of like there are bits where you kind of go, no, this this bit's not quite as interesting as it as mm. it maybe is, and then suddenly it's really interesting again, and you're kind of yeah, you're kind of on the edge of the seat. It's like oh, I'm starting to drift, and oh, no, no, I'm, I'm really interested in this bit on, but there's not quite enough mm. of that. I and think then. I think I need to watch it again. I don't know if I want
0: to watch it. Again. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no,
1: it absolutely makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, two, two final notes. Um, Saddam Hussein, boom up. Did you see him creeping no, to shot? I didn't. No. Right. <laughs> the guy <laughs> holding the boom mic yeah. looks just like um, uh, Saddam Hussein once they captured him and stuck him in prison. <laughs> really? but fatter. Really? Yeah, he's got a yeah, bushy beard. Yeah. And he's, brilliant. he's you know, kind of slightly eastern looking with the long straggly graying beard. Amazing. I didn't um, that. And I'm very glad I live in a country where there isn't a military coup every five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. There was one. Was it? Is it Argentina
1: where they went through five presidents in two weeks? Yeah, and it was just like Jesus Christ. But yeah. then you know they someone much in the Chavez mould. It was Kirshner, There wasn't it? he yes. comes in, sorted everything out, and he yeah. kind of go,
0: And now his wife's in charge.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it it you know and they're referred to as a uh, crime family by yeah. the American press, and it's mm. kind of like you know what. These people who are in power of these countries obviously know how to run their countries properly because they're coming back they're making money they're paying off the IMF which is That's one of the duller sections of the movie but actually Well
0: but yeah, there is some interesting stuff it's like Exactly well, there's some
1: interesting facts within it.
0: Yeah, it's like well, the he asks I can't remember who but Stone asks one dictator essentially watch your watch the net na- what's the national debt and yeah. he says it's like 2.3 billion dollars. Yeah. which compared to the US, the UK, mm-hmm. nothing. nothing yeah. And then he talks to one guy, yeah. his country's in
1: profit. Yeah, no, he said, he oh, we were in debt when I came to power. Yeah. And I went over with a cheque. You know, he said, I managed to build up the economy, got a cheque to the IMF, yeah. and they didn't want it, but I <laughs> gave it to them anyway. Yeah. Paid off the debt, and I'm now 200 billion in surplus. And yeah. it's just like, well, you're obviously doing, you know, it might not be right for America, it might not be right for Britain, it might not be right for anywhere else, but it seems to
0: work it there. It seems to be working on pretty much a whole continent. Exactly, so just let them get on with it. i reckon yeah um there are no amusing titles for south no i can imagine there won't be i did find two uh five star reviews on amazon there are only five reviews on amazon for this movie right really and i found two in the five star section all in caps really enjoyable and informative okay maybe a little one-sided but what's not to like about these glimpses of chavez morales etc uh, compare this to the sanitized politics we have here in England. All suits and public school boys. Well done, Oliver Stone. Keep on rocking for a free world. <laughs> and finally, this is a five-star review on Amazon. Right. Bear in mind, five stars. Yeah. And it's a review. Yeah. Yet again, Amazon think it acceptable to list an item without any vital subtitling information. One in seven in the UK have a hearing problem. Sort this out, Amazon. In the meantime, can any customers enlighten me? Sorry to post this here, but if you try getting subtitling information out of Amazon's customer services department, you'll know how hit and miss it can be. <laughs> Brilliant. Frustrated from Tunbridge, yeah. Tunbridge Wells.
1: Yeah. Well, given that most of the film is subtitled, because most of it's in Spanish. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Right. Onto Highlander. Yeah, I nearly flicked my pitch then. All oh, right, cool. So, uh, I in fact I did flick to my pitch. Right, and I then didn't back see south oh. of the border, and now back <laughs> to Highlander, which I kind of made a hash of last week, mostly due to brain malfunction. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know what happened to you last I week. I have no that idea what happened to me. The, no idea.
0: All right, I'll, I'll have a swig of water, and then we'll we'll get into. We'll okay, get into Highlander.
1: fine. Okay, fine. I uh, yeah, I to be honest, I've no idea why I never saw this film. Hmm. It's just one of those, I've, there's got to be something big from the eighties I've never seen. Yeah, I can't think of it. No, there must be there must be something. But yeah. I, you know, Things I don't slip. know. Yeah, I I would have been. What was it nineteen eighty six? Wasn't it? So yeah, I would have been six when it was released in the cinema. Yeah, well, I maybe saw this when I was fourteen. Yeah, pardon me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I would have expected then if it was released in eighty six, then it probably would have come onto TV eighty nine ninety. Yeah. So you would have thought I might have seen it age short of 12
0: 13 but no I didn't no know, no okay uh right i was trying to do a better recap than i did last time yeah okay uh christopher lambert plays a man who discovers he's immortal uh he discovers this in 16th century scotland mm-hmm. um after he gets stabbed in a big kind of clan war yeah um and then he discovers he's immortal and we catch up with him after he's had a few adventures with sean connery mm-hmm. around the titular islands yeah uh In New York City in 1985, uh, where he's now an antiques dealer, and uh, all the other immortals are gathering, the few that are left, they are gathering for The Gathering in New York City to duke it out for what they call The Prize. Yeah. Uh, That's about it, really. Uh Uh-huh. Simple enough. (laughs) Uh, How did this go down?
1: Well, I'll say overall, overall I was kind of entertained by it. Okay,
0: because I watched it for the pitch with a massive fucking smile on my face. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I think I think I would have probably really, really enjoyed it if I'd seen it when I was about sort of sixteen, seventeen. Group of mates, and it's that kind of movie. Absolutely, you know. So you know, so I obviously watched it. You know, I think my wife was sitting there doing some work on a laptop, and so it was a very different environment. But I was entertained. I wouldn't Mm. say I was like loved it or would you know that's fine watch it lots and lots and lots but no i, I did find it entertaining. it's just fun and, exactly think. yeah because yeah. well, it's just a really stupid film it like is, just, yeah. you know <laughs> it's generally just stupid and the thing the thing that got me was just the fact that you it would not have got made if it wasn't in the 80s there's no either like, you oh no. like i mean
0: well, saying that the reboot is uh, well, I know, but remake the, is doing the rounds.
1: The, the the reboot obviously couldn't have happened without the original. I, yeah. I honestly think if you went to someone with this style script now, mm. it wouldn't they wouldn't touch it with a barge pole? No, and you know, and I
0: don't, and I think if it if it had, but we live in a world where things like Green Lantern get made.
1: Well, that's true, but you know, but that's you know that's kind of in vogue. Yeah, superhero yeah, yeah. movies, whereas this isn't because it's. I mean, it's it's quite unique. Yeah. I, you know, and I think that's what what's kind of missing now. Mm. Um, Outside of its franchise, there's
0: nothing else like it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, the first thing that absolutely struck me when watching this film mm. was I could not believe how much Christopher Lambert
0: looks like Tom Jane. Does he really? Yeah. I'm not. I've not like, familiar enough with Tom Jane. No.
1: I mean, I've only seen him in well, pretty much only seen him in The Punisher and. Something else. There's one other film. I can't mm. even remember what it was. Um and it was literally just from watching The Punisher a few times. And it's just <laughs> every now and then they'll frame Christopher Lambert in such a way I mean they're almost indistinguishable from each other. And and it suddenly thought to me, it was like, I wonder who they're gonna get it for the reboot. And I quickly looked it up. Ryan and Reynolds. it was Ryan Reynolds. I was yeah. like, oh, shit, they missed a trick there. It could have been Tom <laughs> Jane. Um I was quite surprised to see uh, when all the stuff set in the Highlands. Mm. I'd been to most of the locations. Oh, really? Yeah, i have been to the, the main castle. Ellen Elendon Castle. Okay. I, I, I've kind of walked around that, been been there. Um, and I've been to the Isle of Skye where they filmed a lot of mm. it as well, um, which, which is weird because the Isle of Skye has got some really unique landscapes mm. and they didn't use them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've been to places on the Isle of Skye which are really kind of quite odd mm. and weird and like, would have been perfect for this kind mm. of film, no, I didn't use those at all. Um, I was surprised when Celia Imrie popped up. Yep, that was just kind of like, what the hell? Yep. Um, yeah, and oh, there were a few scenes I noticed that Christopher Lambert, Christopher Lambert, almost got his Scottish accent right.
0: Well, not often. Not often. That's the one or two. Part of it, it really. is, yeah. He's so bad. He <laughs> is. Yeah.
1: But there's one or two where I was just sitting there going, "Oh, he spoke Scottish a bit then." <laughs> uh, so, uh, that's quite surprising. Um, But yeah so I was generally kind of quite entertained all the way through it mm. um, I think it's quite clear that Sean Connery did the
0: absolute minimum amount of work required to get his money do you know how long he was on that film for no a week
1: yeah
0: he had another film he had to be on and he yeah. did all of his stuff in a week yeah and it, it looks like it his opening um, voiceover yeah uh, was recorded in the bathroom of his house in Spain that's where it echoes brilliant but it sounds right yeah it does yeah, it absolutely. sounds like an 80s effect but yeah I mean, it does yeah uh, yeah yeah. Um, um I mentioned last week I do love the way this looks in a kind of in an 80s kind of way. The transitions in particular, the transition yeah. to World War 2 is brilliant.
1: Yeah, I was going to say actually um
0: actually the, the training montage is really yeah, nice too.
1: Some of the some of the cinematography is really good. And what funny enough what it really reminded me of mm. are the bits of Buckaroo Banzai that were done by the guy that did Blade Runner. Right. And then, in turn, kind of Blade Runner. Yeah. Do you know, so it had that, that obviously that kind of lots of fog and smoky feel, and mm. you know, and in particularly the fight in the warehouse at the end, where you just got that kind of wall of windows
0: yes. and the silhouettes. Yes. And uh, Russell Mulcahy's a... um, uh, his trademark skating shot, right? Which is where uh, the crane shot, like skimming Skim the, ground, the ground, like six yeah. inches above the ground. Yeah. Because nobody, nobody before that had thought to put the camera underneath the jib arm rather than on top, on top, of, top it. of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think
1: it does go a bit it does go a bit 80s music video in that section. Yeah. But then I think that kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. Um having said that, the soundtrack is is both absolutely perfect and absolutely awful. <laughs>
0: I love it. Really? Yeah, I have the album. Really? Because
1: I'm not a massive fan of Queen. Nor am I. Uh, But I was just like, it fits
0: perfectly, and then it just feels horrible at Well, there was supposed to be an official soundtrack album that never happened. Right. So most of the songs, six of them, I think, ended up going on the A Kind of Magic album. Right. And I didn't realise before I saw Highlander Mm. that A Kind of Magic was written for this movie. Oh, right. Okay. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. after yeah. they after they heard him using the line mm-hmm. in the film, yeah. Freddie Mercury went away and wrote the right, song. The song. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. no, I I I really like a lot of the music yeah. in in this film because
1: I was just like, oh, I know that song, I know that song, yeah. but
0: I just yeah. Um, for a swashbuckling action movie, yeah, saw aren't half shit. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not that great. I remembered it as being as being quite good, and then it's like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you don't think, think Bob Anderson was on this well, one.
1: Well, no, because he was on the Princess Bride at the same time. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, because um, I mean that's the thing that you know they're pretty much made at the same time. I would think. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, roughly about the same. time. Actually, they're you both. say
0: that about the music. I wrote. I wrote about the whole film. This is awesome and terrible all at once. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it is a shame that the sword fights are a bit. Yeah, I know.
1: And it's a bit like. Well, it, I'm going to go this way. It gave. no that way. And then it this gave. Way.
0: It gave birth to what became known in a particular. I think it might have been Impact, the like the action movie magazine. Yeah. Um, they they called or they they said it gave birth to the the, the Highlander two handed technique, right? Which is like which ended up in loads of other movies with people not knowing what they're actually doing with swords, yeah. <laughs> rather than having proper training. Yeah, um,
1: I think one of the things I noticed is that there's a very easy way to undermine your bad guy, mm. and that's to have him make a big entrance. Eating a strawberry mini milk because <laughs> you got that huge guy with a really deep nasty mm. voice, and he comes in eating a mini milk, and it's just like, oh, come on, that That's doesn't all right. like, it doesn't even make him look like menacing because he's eating it
0: and because it's silly. It's just like, oh, dear. yeah, but who did he kill to get it?
1: <laughs> That's true. That's
0: the true. Bit, the the scene in the church where he comes in, yeah. Um, the guy, <laughs> two great bits of trivia from that scene: the guy playing the priest was actually a mm. rabbi for real brilliant and the uh, the priest from that church found his um, his actions and his dialogue so sacrilegious they were behind the camera crossing themselves constantly throughout the whole scene really yeah (laughs) yeah it freaked them out something rotten (laughs) there are two there are two great lines I love in this film Um, uh, when they first find the the fella that Lambert beheads in the car park yeah um there was a guy killed just like this in Jersey. Yeah, but I figured, what the hell? That's Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one, and one that just, often pops into my mind now and again, often when someone on TV says, "I'm drowning, I'm drowning," yeah. It's Sean kind of going, "You cannot drown, you fool! You're immortal." <laughs> yeah.
1: I uh, what? Well, uh, one thing I thought was really kind of interesting about this, and really shows how cinema has changed in the last twenty five years mm. is that this is a complete story with a beginning, a middle and an end. Yes. And it's got a very definite end.
0: Yes. And Which they then completely undermined in the sequel. And then wreck well, exactly. on and undermine in a different way for the rest of the franchise.
1: Yeah. So it was kind of like, well, okay
0: do you know how yeah. they start the third movie, incidentally? <laughs> no. Right. Okay, so at the end of this one, Connor kills the Kurgan. Yeah. He receives the prize uh, via the wires you can clearly see. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, you're hanging yeah. Yeah. And they put lightning. They at Some shots they have lightning run down to, to try and disguise them but only highlight them more. Yeah. Um. So he is the one. He is, you know. Yeah, the final received, immortal. Yeah, the final yeah. immortal, all the rest of it. For Highlander 3, they yeah. say they need another baddie. He, who couldn't show up at the gathering because he was frozen in a bro- block of ice. Oh, dear. That's <laughs> terrible.
1: That's terrible. Yeah.
0: Anyway, sorry.
1: But, yeah, no. So what I found that really kind of intriguing that, that even with a movie like this, mm. that was kind of, I mean, they must have been thinking sequels.
0: I don't know. But, no, everything but nowadays is left open for a sequel. It is. I mean, is when you think Back, back to the Future was
1: definitely left open for a sequel, whereas Ghostbusters wasn't. Well,
0: Originally, Back to the Future wasn't. Oh, did they tack and that, on that ending? That was then reshot. Right. Okay. Uh, and um, it did, uh, and and had the to be continued thing yeah. put up. Yeah. Uh, title put up at the end. The other thing about this film that I only hmm. realised watching it through this time is you can tell this story from three different perspectives and have three different films. Yeah. Um. Connors. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um. The detectives mm. uh, or the forensic woman, yeah, yeah, and it absolutely. would they would be diff they would be like almost different genres of films, yeah, but yeah. you could tell exactly the same story. Yeah, that's yes, that is true. Yeah, um, have we got anything left?
1: No, I, I think that's that's it. Something of. I do
0: actually. This uh, I realised like immediately where this film. Is my kind of movie. Right. It has the perfect opening for me. Sean Connery voiceover, mm. awesome eighties Queen song, pro wrestling sword fight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely. hooked. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. So it gets a, a kind of thumbs in the middle. Yeah, enjoyment absolutely. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. It was entertaining. Like I say, I think I
1: think this is one of those movies that's all about how you see it as well as what I, you know. I, you know, it really feels like one of those kind of. Have your mates round, watch a load yeah. of silly movies, and you yeah, know, you know, have fun. Mm. Have fun poking fun at it, but also enjoying it at the same time. Yes,
0: absolutely, awesome yeah. and ridiculous all at once. Yeah. Alternative titles. <laughs> right. Portugal called it Immortal Duel. Right. Sweden only one survives. Right. Slovenia fighting immortals. Right. Germany just went with the catchphrase in the movie: "There can be only one." Right. And in Japan. Soldier of the Devil. Because Japan loves a good title. Yeah, I also have a review. I have one review. It's what? a long one, but it's a good one. And okay. It's a one-star review. Okay. I myself share a number of parallels with actor come hero Lambert Butler. I, too, was born <laughs> in Scotland of Belgian and Portuguese parentage and suffered the untimely death of my spouse, cut down in her prime by this hulking marauder with a grisly accent and motorcycle leathers. Unfortunately, I also share his optical shortcomings and having to wear spectacles for driving and while watching TV and the like. I tell you all this in case you're one of these pernickety reviewers of reviews sharing their banal and trite opinion on just about everything. I, unlike them, am clearly well positioned to provide you with an honest, fair and balanced review. Oh yes, rest assured, I'm not just some guy, one of you Johnny-come-latelys whose want is to post their needy drivel in a vain and fruitless attempt to feel less alone. No, I'm definitely not one of those. Hold me, please. So on to the review. Well, my goodness, this film has got just about everything. Time travel costumes, Japanese katana swords, Bond baddies, lightning, and a catchy strap line. So could this be the greatest film ever? Well, no, not by some way, I'm afraid. <laughs> Two key points to bring to your attention. The essence of an immortal is that they can't die or be killed. How one can simply kill them by removing their head, then, is utter nonsense. <laughs> if it were that simple, and it's not, believe me, then why oh, why not just finishing with something a little less grandiose, like a gun or an ice truck or a poisonous lizard or something? For me, this is awful. Just plain awful. Lazy plot formulation. Next, when Lambert asks Bond for the reason why he is immortal, Mr. Moore replies without hesitation and totally straight faced with no sense of contrition. Ah, well, Butler, you just are really, that's the way things are. What? Is that it? No explanation, no backstory or whimsy flashback, nothing. Ah, it's infuriating. What are we watching here? A George of the Jungle reboot? <laughs> Finally, and most frustrating of all, being able to walk underwater without breathing apparatus is impressive. Butler could have made a tidy living out of that, which for me would have made a much more interesting story. <laughs> but does he? Sadly, no. Like everything else in his life, he surrenders it in favour of what he considers a more gallant and rewarding pursuit. So on to my rating. Well, it's two stars, despite him actually only giving it one star. Yeah. And while some of you may consider this a tad over generous, I feel it's justified for the costume department's efforts alone. Uh, Via Lobos Ramirez's island dress and Lambert's blue denim trousers, wet plimsolls and flasher mac are, in this reviewer's opinion, quite spectacular. <laughs> Brilliant pitches. Yeah, I'm tired after that. You Before go.
1: I, okay, I will go first. Um, I've I've kind of suddenly recently watched a load of movies and I've ended up with a little backlog of films that I want to pitch you. Right. Um, this wasn't helped by the fact I wandered into like one of the supermarkets and saw a movie that I wanted to see really surprisingly cheaply on Blu- blu-ray okay. um so i bought it having not seen it does that well, mean
0: i'm going to be handed a cheap blu-ray at the end of this recording session well no
1: okay um so i, I uh, picked it up watched it really enjoyed it and i thought i'd pitch it to you mm-hmm. um i'm gonna pitch you argo
0: oh was it really that cheap on blu-ray it was cheap enough yeah, okay
1: yeah surprisingly so awesome
0: um this is very do you talking about the death of chavez being
1: i know this is quite current to date
0: Um, Yeah, so... This is entirely wrong.
1: uh, Yeah, it's, um, well, for people who don't know, it's just won Best Picture at the Oscars Mm -hmm. for a start, um, directed by Ben Affleck, um, and it tells the, well, it's based on a true story of um, the US embassy was overrun in Iran in 1979, Mm -hmm. and uh, all of the US staff were held hostage uh, for quite a long period of time. Um, but six of them managed to escape um, and ended up at the Canadian ambassador's house. And the CIA realised that they had a couple of problems on their hands That in that if the Iranians realised that they'd escaped, then there could be reprisals for that. So they kind of had to do something to get them out. And the best they could come up with was flying some bicycles and have them cycle to Turkey. Yes. Um, until Ben Affleck's character... Tony Mendoza, Mendoza Mendez, I can't remember which is, Uh, Uh comes up with uh, a rather strange plan to pose as a Canadian filmmaker or producer uh, making a sci fi movie where he would go in and then they would all fly out on a BA flight and they would just be his Canadian crew that allegedly entered the country with him two days prior. Um, Of course. Yeah,
0: it's only... It's, That's slightly more sensible than bicycles and cycling. Yeah, it's, it's
1: a ridiculous idea. Uh, ben Affleck's character is known as an exfiltration expert. Yes. Um, so you kind of have this really kind of weird... Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez. Sorry to get it right. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really kind of intriguing f- film. It's obviously based on declassified CIA documents. So how true it is, we'll never know. Yeah. Um, it's got a really, really great cast. I'm just actually scrolling just through saw, that on yeah.
0: IMDb now. Yeah. yeah, just even above like the first, um, the above the title, even mm. some people underneath. There's some good names in there as well. Some people I didn't actually realise were in it. Yeah. So um, and I know and like from other things.
1: Also. Yeah. Well, two the two of the people that get possibly a lot of the most entertaining stuff are John Goodman and Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Goodman plays the uh, he's a makeup specialist who was – I mean, this is all genuine fact. He was an Oscar winner for Planet of the Apes, and he used to do odd jobs for the CIA. Mm-hmm. Um, as you do. As you do. And then Alan Arkin was brought in as – he was kind of a, a slightly a washed-up producer. They kind of bring him in to kind of give the give the whole project weight. And mm. kind of the scenes with them doing the sort of Hollywood bullshit stuff mm-hmm. is really entertaining. Yeah. Um, there's one. Yes, scene, so I've seen the trailer
0: where Arkin says, "If I want this to be a fake, hit, uh, if I want this, we're going to make a fake movie. It's going to be a, a fake, fake hit." hit. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. There's one scene where where Arkin and Affleck go uh, to the the Writers Guild to 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 kind of pay the money for the script, as it mm. were. And the guy behind the desk, and I can't remember his name. Uh, you will recognize. him. Okay, you will know who he is. That scene is just a tour de force for Arkin. Really. He's brilliant. Um showing up a lot recently. He is, yeah, yeah. I mean I really like it. I've always yeah. I've always I, ever since I think I think Gross Point Blank was probably the first thing that he, I really remembered oh, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. he was I need in. to watch that again. I yeah. love that film. Yeah. Um so yeah
0: overall I mean I love stories like this. These kind of true life. I had actually read the story like right. ages ago yeah. online. It's one of those things you can't believe actually happened. Exactly. But did. Yeah,
1: I love these things. You know, I'm a big fan of reading stuff about like colditz or, or prisoner of war escapes or um, you know the, the ridiculous things that spies got up to in the war. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. I, I love all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, this I, f- I thought was absolutely brilliant it's incredibly tense in places mm. uh, yeah it's incredibly entertaining in other places um one of the other people that turns up Brian Cranston yeah and he turns up um and one of the six hostages is a guy called scoop McNary yes now he was the first when we started our job that we do now yeah he was the first person we shot an interview with yes and I was like that's that guy. Yep. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's just, I don't want to really kind of give any more away than you already know because I'm no. al- almost a bit like Warrior. We, you probably we, could
0: have just said, Today I'm going to pitch you Argo, and I'd have gone fine and moved on to my pitch.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, A bit like uh, a bit like Warrior, you you probably got a pretty decent idea of what's going to happen within this movie, and the journey, not the destination. Yeah, and it's exactly the same thing with that. It's um, I will say it is a bit slow in the first kind of thirty minutes. Yeah, okay.
0: But it really picks it up as it as it gets going. So yeah, that's it. Really fabulous. Yeah, tremendous. Well, unlike you, I don't have a big backlog of movie back backlog. it's happening again isn't it it is right I don't have a big backlog of movies to picture right. and after South of the Border I wanted to watch something a bit lighter and fluffier yeah, absolutely. and more yeah. fun Yeah. so there was a particular film I was going to go for Yeah. And I found my DVD put it in a DVD player did not work oh you're kidding no so oh brilliant well I ripped it I've got a digital backup out of sync by about a second oh, so no. I couldn't watch it I've got two copies of this film and I can't watch either of them so I've got to yeah. go and buy a third right which hopefully it's the kind of film that should be cheap right so, yeah. angrily, I flicked <laughs> through Netflix for inspiration yeah. and I found something I didn't think would be on US Netflix at all, all right. but turned out to be, uh-huh. uh, which I remember really liking first time around. Uh, so I watched it again and I thought, yep, it's got to be this one.
1: Okay.
0: It's, I have no idea what your reaction is going to be. I uh-huh. think you're either going to really like it or yeah. really hate it. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure there's going to be any middle ground. All right. I'm pitching you Bunny and the Bull. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Um, the story, mm-hmm. uh, I can sum it up in one line, really. Uh, a shy, obsessive, compulsive shut-in uh, reminisces about a crazy round Europe trip he took with his insane, hedonistic best friend a year ago. Right. That's, okay. that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Um, what I really like about it is the production design is amazing. And yeah, I
1: remember clips from this and being just in, like, "What the it hell?" It takes in a
0: lot of different animation styles. Yeah, I seem as well. to remember
1: a lot of it looking a bit like Paddington Bear.
0: It is a bit like that. Yes. So you have what you have are in some scenes real actors. Yeah. But all the and like the props they directly interact with are all real. Yeah. But any periphery yeah. might just be a drawing on a bit of paper.
1: On a, a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I seem to remember, kind of almost like flat,
0: yeah. cardboard so, kind of black think, lines and stuff. if you think... If um, you Mick Macs yeah. plus a Terry Gilliam animation plus a road movie right. plus a little bit of Mighty Boosh, you're about there. Okay. This is written and directed by the guy who directed a lot of Mighty Boosh and a lot of Darth, uh, Darth Marenghi's Glu- Dark right.
1: Place. Now, I haven't seen... I haven't seen much Mighty Boosh. Mm. There are only bits of it I kind of liked. Um, it's, a,
0: it's a bit of a hit and miss grab bag. There's some yeah. of it. Some of it I find hysterically funny. Yeah, yeah. and Some of it completely misses yeah, the mark. Th-
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like I know that bit I should find funny, but I don't. Yeah.
0: That bit I do find funny. That I just don't yeah. get. It or, it's not as is, absurd as that. Yeah, but still cool. pretty yeah. off the yeah, wall. Yeah, and I
1: haven't seen dark, uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I've heard would, lots of
0: good things about it. I know lots yeah. of people who do like it, and I keep meaning to watch
1: it. Yeah, I've been. Try- I've been kind of casually keeping my eye open for it.
0: Yeah. He'll yeah. be on one of the flicks, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, four O D maybe.
1: Oh, possibly. Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, yeah. Um. So, I, like I said, I think it looks amazing, and the production mm-hmm. design is incredible, and there's all these different all all this animation and things going on. Some yeah. of it digital, some of the stuff is practical. Yeah. Um. It was shot in five weeks on a wow. university campus for seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Blimey. Which in American is one point two million dollars. Wow. That's so if nothing. you think a low-budget movie in the US, for example, you're looking at thirty million dollars. Mm. This is shot for absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. Um, what well, I, I honestly don't know what else to tell you about it. Um, there are some um, there are some good little cameos. Right. Uh, the director said, "I essentially cast it from my speed dial." Right, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's fun and funny and fast-paced and ultimately quite sweet right um and i think <laughs> as the f- final thing i should tell you is that you'll hear the greatest insult ever delivered over the phone by a small spanish woman dressed as a prawn <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay yeah excellent
0: uh, that's it cool we're only 40 minutes in that's a bit wow, weird yeah, a bit yeah quick today aren't cracking we? through it yeah um we should do plugs and thanks yeah I'm going to tell everyone again: watch Parks and Rec on BBC Four. Yeah, I people, started watching it. Um, I will do because it's great. We're on Twitter at uh-huh. HYS Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Have You Seen Podcast? Yeah, uh, the blog is still there hey. and still contains the tweaks I made to it yeah, last week. Yeah. which So is good. it makes it easier to find all the episodes. Yeah, much
1: more navigable. Navig- Navig- navigable, navigable, maybe. Yeah, that'll do.
0: We'll have an update on that word next week. Yep. seen dot net. That's where you can get all the episodes and occasional bits of additional frippery. Mm -hmm. And we have an email address. We have an email that I haven't read out. Have we? Yeah. All right. Um, The man with the best name in podcast contribution, Kenny Vengeance,
1: sent us a Highlander review. And I didn't read it.
0: Uh, So I'm now going to. That's a good save. Yeah. Nicely done. Hey, guys. Says Kenny. I first saw Highlander back around 87 when I was 10 or so, and I've loved it ever since. I know it's not the greatest film ever made. Your comment about bad 80s lightning effects is definitely true. Immortals battling each other to be (laughs) be the only one left. Why? Who cares? This movie is so damn cool. Sword fighting, decapitation and a scary barbarian called the Kurgan. What's a boy not going to love about this film? I think one reason this movie has stuck with me is the idea of being immortal. It sounds cool, but what a lonely existence. I remember as a kid feeling bad for Conor McLeod because he couldn't have any friends. (laughs) They'll just grow old and die and he'd be alone again. The only people he can relate to are other immortals who will try and kill him for the price. <laughs> Christopher Lambert and Sean Connery were good in this movie, but Clancy Brown as the Kurgan was awesome. Totally stole the show. The sequels and TV shows were enjoyable for me as well. Highlander is definitely one of my favorite movies from the eighties. I hear news about a reboot, but in the end, there can be only one.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: And he sent us that via email. Excellent. Podcaster, have you seen.net. Bam. Segue. I'm back. <laughs> um, there are some things we like. We don't. We haven't really talked about this much. I've kind of right. distilled this down into a list. Okay. I, Bashed on about audience growth, and I've just put it in a list of things we like. We like retweets, especially of uh, show tweets. Yeah, yeah. So when we announce a new show, yeah, yep. Um, Facebook shares and likes, we love them too, especially again of new shows. Yeah. Um, Listener contributions, uh, especially Mm. pitches. Yeah. Send us your pitches, bitches. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) iTunes reviews, especially positive ones. Yeah. Uh, And and, ratings. And ratings, yes, indeed.
1: Yeah, a five-star rating does. Yeah, huge
0: amounts towards our visibility. Lovely. So if you think we're worth five stars, yeah. give us five stars. If we're not, four stars, do. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. Um, And if you're one of the people that listen to us on Stitcher, if you give mm. the episodes a thumbs up, that helps our visibility on there oh, as well. Okay, cool. Uh, we're currently ranked, I believe I looked today, we were ranked... Uh, number 3748 on Stitcher. Okay. Out which of is how actually, many? well, I don't know out of how many, but last time I looked was a couple of months ago and we were ranked down in the 5000s. Oh, right. That's
1: not too bad. So, that. yeah.
0: So, I don't know how many podcasts are on Stitcher right. or how many they call them stations are on yeah. there. But, yeah. So, we love all of those things. Yeah. We also love Upbeat Productions for the use of their nice, warm, mm-hmm. cozy studio. Yeah. And Alexia Mom for his amazing bizard. Bizard? Beard. Yeah. <laughs> he is the bizard. He is the bizard. The beard wizard. Bearded, the bizard. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kicking in again. It's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. We uh, can do this. Come on. Yeah, we love him not only for his beard, but also for his technical expertise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and his amazing revamp of our stats page. Yes, very helpful. Uh, which made some very interesting reading. Yeah, maybe absolutely. we'll share some of that with you at some point. Yeah, absolutely. We know where you live, <laughs> or at least we what the countries you download us in. How about that? Yeah. yeah. So next week I'll go, mm-hmm. which is our probably our most shockingly up to date film to date possibly we've done a and f- well unless we're talking about skyfall which we talked about the week it pro- came out. 20 yeah. minutes after we saw it in the cinema yeah um but no argo is out on home entertainment release and yeah. at the time of speaking is still the number 11 movie in, in the uk yeah. box office
1: yeah absolutely it's doing great guns and, and that yeah. never happens No, unless
0: it's titanic that never happens
1: no. no it's um it's kind of it's kind of an odd one this i think
0: uh oh and the other thing we're doing is bunny and the bull. Yes as usual, completely yeah. different films,
1: yeah, which is so, good,
0: marvelous um let's go home then, yeah, yeah. I if guess people listened to us enough, yeah, I'm sure they have got things to do, yeah, and we probably have too yeah. so um we'll we've we've see movies week. to us oh yeah, yeah <laughs> okay, so we'll see you next week for Argo and Bunny and the ball bye.